Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. On this episode of the All Around Joe Podcast, I have several listener questions that I'm going to be answering. These are listeners that have emailed me or asked me questions that you can always do as well if you have any burning questions. Shoot me an email at joeallaroundjoe.com and I'll be happy to get those questions answered to you in person and on the show. Before we get started here, I would like to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor, Blonix. Blonix is an HMB plus creatine product that I highly recommend if you're into taking sports supplements. It's a great creatine product and a great HMB product they put into one container. Now, when I take the Blonix HMB Plus creatine, I feel like I recover faster. I feel like my gains are a little bit quicker. And I highly recommend it as your HMB Plus Plus creatine product. If you'd like to give it a shot, you can get 10% off by using the discount code allaroundjoe at checkout. And you can go check out at blonyx.com. That's blonyx.com. I wouldn't uh, recommend anything that I didn't use and like myself, so if you want to try an HMB plus creatine product, check out Blonyx. It's my go-to HMB plus creatine. So this show, we're gonna be having some questions answered from you, the audience, and Then at the very end, I'm going to share with you a little recipe that has blown up our kitchen lately. It has been part of our lunch for the last probably 10 out of 14 days. And it is something that uh, is easy to make, tastes delicious, especially on these hot days. I know it's a a lot of times it's hard to find good stuff to eat on these hot days and it's very nutritious. So I'll share that with you at the end of the podcast. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in these questions. The first few questions are from listener Casey down in California. And they kind of revolve around uh, heart rates and heart rate monitors and that sort of thing, but you'll see here. The first question is, if my resting heart rate is increasing or decreasing? Does that mean I'm getting healthier or more stressed? Or what does it mean? So that's a great question. Usually if we're measuring our resting heart rate over time, meaning like let's say you measure it every day for the next two months, if you find that the actual resting heart rate is dropping it means that your heart is getting more efficient at beating. So if your heart resting heart rate goes from 65 and then a month or two later it drops down to 60, then your heart is essentially pumping the same amount of blood in less beats. So it's just becoming more efficient. Now if it's going the other direction, then that means it's becoming less efficient. So you are essentially getting a more efficient heart if your resting heart rate is decreasing. Some people could call that that you're getting healthier general health. Um, It's really 
a number of things, but mostly just your heart rate is becoming more efficient. Next question. When using a heart rate monitor, what do the zones, fat burn, cardio, peak zones really mean? So this has us jump right into energy systems here. And we have to give a little bit of a, a background of what that even means. When you are talking about fat burn, you also have to consider what other kinds of burning your body can do. So there are a few different zones. There's the phosphocreatine zone, there's the glycolytic zone, and then there's a the fat burning zone or the oxidative zone. But for this part of the conversation, we're just going to talk mostly about the fat burning zone or oxidative zone and the carbohydrate or glycolytic zone. When our bodies are at rest, they're using mostly fat as fuel. So when we're sleeping, when we're hanging out, when we're not really doing anything, when I'm standing here talking on the podcast, mostly using fat as a fuel. But as things get more intense, so if I start running in place here, start doing some jumping jacks or drop down and do some burpees, my body's going to start using more and more carbohydrates as energy. The reason for this is typically your body can use those carbohydrates as a faster fuel when more energy is required. But there's always a ratio of fat and carbohydrates that your body is using. So it's never dominant or it's hardly ever or I don't know that it ever is dominantly one or the other. There's always some combination there. So if your body or if your heart rate monitor is telling you that you're in the fat burn zone, it, although that might sound like, oh yes, I'm burning a lot of fat, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to burn the total amount of body fat that you want because you're not going to end up burning enough calories to burn enough body fat. And because if you were to get on a cardio machine or go out for a run or do some burpees, that body fat or heart rate monitor is going to switch over into, you know, maybe yours is going to be called cardio or peak zone. And that's not going to be telling you this burning fat, but in the long run, it will burn more fat. So I would say that you want to just know what those zones are. Know that when you are not doing very much movement, you're going to be burning more fat. As you start to move more and more, that ratio of fat to carbohydrate um, has you burning less fat, more carbohydrate, and all the way to the point where you could be burning mostly carbohydrate and very little fat, let's say if you were sprinting. And there's some other zone, there's another zone in there called phosphocreatine system we're not really going to touch on, but it's just a short-term uh, energy zone as well, just so you know that it's there. What this all means is that you just want to make sure that you're varying these different cardio zones. So if you were, let's say, for example, trying to lose as much body fat as possible, you'd want to be training in different zones. So if you were doing different, let's say, five different days or four different days of cardio during the week, you'd want to have different intensities during that week. You might want to do intervals on one day. You might want to do long, slow distance on another day. You might want to do um, kind of medium range 
on another day and just swishing it up so that your body is getting a wide variety of those different zones or different energy systems. And that will help you burn the most amount of fat. Next question, is it a bad thing if you spend giant chunks of your day in the fat burning range? Does that mean that I'm not in very good shape? So that's a good question. If you're spending big chunks of the in in a fat burning zone like we just discussed, um, that's that's still not going to tell us much information. We want to look at what the actual other zones are. So you could be spending like ninety percent of your day in a fat burning zone, but then you do a high intensity workout for sixty minutes, and you're going to be able to be completely healthy, assuming that you're eating correctly. And you're going to also be able to burn a lot of fat that way or keep your body in a, in a very lean state. So if you look at that graph, though, you see that you were in this fat burning zone all day long. And then maybe you peaked into these other zones, uh, burning carbohydrates and such just for a small amount of time. But as long as you have those, then you're probably good to go, assuming that it's a high enough intensity in order to get your body to stay in shape have some sort of physical uh, response to that particular exercise. So you definitely need to have those downtimes. For example, if you're doing CrossFit, let's say five days a week, and you're hitting that CrossFit workout really hard, you want to have big chunks in that fat burning or let's say relaxation zone because your body's recovering there. So if anybody has any follow-up questions as to those heart rate zones, definitely let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. Uh, Next up, we have a question coming in from Peter. What are the best supplements for CrossFit? Now, this one could be a wide range of different answers. I'm just going to give you the ideas that I like the best um, as far as supplements for CrossFit go. And you've heard me talk a lot about this stuff, but I'll put some links to these things in the show notes if you want to go to specific supplements. So first and foremost, I really like that you have a quality multivitamin. And that's something that's just going to be like a base for you. If you're, even if you're eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and proteins and fats and carbohydrates and all this fun stuff, you're still probably not going to hit all of the things that a multivitamin has for you. So I recommend getting a great multivitamin and uh, I'll put the one that I use down in the show notes. So you can go and pick that up if you'd like to. Uh, also a fish oil. I like to keep a fish oil on hand, have that daily. And then I also take some uh, digestive enzymes. Those are good. You can never, you got to make sure that your body is digesting the food that you're eating because if it's not, then it's going in one door and out the other and not really helping your body. So digestive enzymes are great to help you recover for things. Um, And then as far as the performance stuff goes, and really the truth of the matter is it's all performance stuff, right? Because if your body's not functioning at 100% because you're not having your multivitamin or you're not getting all your vitamins and minerals, then adding that's gonna be a performance enhancer. If your body's not digesting all the food that it needs or that you're eating, then that's gonna be a performance enhancer for CrossFit. So then some of the other CrossFit supplements that I like to take are, like I said, HMB plus creatine from Blonix is really great, so I recommend that. Um, you usually will feel a difference when you start taking that like in the first week 
uh, you'll feel that you're a little bit strong, you're recovering a little bit faster, uh, your body just feels good. I also really like the X Endurance product. That product really, I, I've tested it several times and when you take it, you feel like you have more engine or your cardio increases. And it's pretty crazy. I recently went back on it for like the fourth time last few weeks and there's just you just notice it in the middle of your workout you're like wow I feel better I can push harder I don't feel as exhausted and when you're done you feel like you recover a little bit faster so that's the X endurance product that I really like then I think that it really comes down to just eating eating right and uh, you can supplement with post-workout nutrition as well uh, I've started doing these master amino acid patterns as map you can get them on amazon.com and doing those po pre and post workout instead of a protein shake um, but you could also do something like a progenix is great protein shake i know the x endurance also has a really nice protein shake um, so those are things that are definitely a must for you crossfitters out there and i'll put all this stuff in the show notes you can go grab the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 47. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 47. I'll put all the links to all the supplements that I've talked about and everything that you would need from this podcast. Another question comes in from Priscilla. What, what's the best thing to do if I'm stressed a and I need to relax? So that's a great question. A lot of us go through life uh, and we go from one stressor to another. You know, we get up in the morning, we answer our emails, we stress out about our emails, we go to work, we have projects that we have to do. And then not only that, we go to the gym. And even though the gym is a you stressor, so like a positive stressor, it's still a stressor. So our body is still going to be stressed from that. The first thing I would say is take up a uh, meditation practice. And that's super easy to do. One of the biggest things that's changed my life in the past year or so has been starting the Holosync program. And I'll be sure to put a link in the, the show notes for you. Um, the Holosync program is just fantastic. You just pop your headphones in for an, uh, 30, there's 30 to 60 minutes a day, and you just listen. It puts you into this deep meditative state. And I've noticed that my body is just so much more in tune and I'm so much, uh, let's say, like less stressed when I'm doing this Holosync. So that'd be the first thing. There's also a couple other good apps you can get. I know Headspace is a really great app you can get for your smartphone. So I recommend checking that out. And there's a couple of others that I know that, uh, like, I think one's called Omvana is a great one that you could check out as well. So figure out what works for you and, you know, definitely put that meditation practice into your lifestyle. The other thing is you can try um, some Chinese herbs that I really like called Inner Peace it is something that's really great. It just, it helps your body relax. It's not like a super down or anything like that. You can just take it before you go to bed and you find that you sleep really, really hard. And it's just a, a combination of herbs. So nothing crazy, nothing like over-the-counter stuff that you have to go and get a prescription for. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, meditation, check out inner peace. Make sure that you're like going on walks and letting your brain relax. Those would be the big things that I would do to de-stress. Um, 
you really have to keep yourself in check because we can get ourselves out of control really easily in this type of, or in, in our environments these days, it is super easy to just have that fall by the wayside. And the next thing you know, you're in trouble. It's kind of what happened to me with my adrenal fatigue thing. Last question is from Dan, uh, and it is how, do, how to remedy wrist pain. So Dan's been having some wrist pain, he wants to remedy it. Um, so this, it kind of depends on what the wrist pain is, you know, what it's coming from. If it's something that uh, is muscular that you can address. I'd say in CrossFit, the most, what I find most is that people are having wrist pain due to some sort of uh, forearm muscle, muscular issue. And I've had several people that I work with that have found relief to different uh, areas of wrist pain by finding locations in their forearms that are quote unquote gunked up, if you will. And using a cross ball or they have some of these forearm smashing tools or having just someone massage it out or yourself massage it out. But you'll find these areas in your forearm especially that are incredibly tender and you'll work on them a little bit and realize that they are like their muscle fibers or muscles that are stuck into place and not actually moving. And what that does is it puts the tension down onto your wrist in some cases or in this case um, or elbow depending on which direction the pain is causing you but that would be the first thing that I would do um, you can also if you have inflammation make sure that you try icing uh, to get the inflammation down but I found that the major thing is that the smashing or the rubbing out of the areas in the forearm where you find that there's cause pain and might be something that's not necessarily moving efficiently so that's what I would do and that about wraps it up for the questions, guys. So it, like I said, if you have any questions you want me to address on the podcast here, shoot me an email at joeatallaroundjoe.com. I'll be happy to address those questions for you. And all of these, the information that I mentioned will be in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 47. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 47. And for any of you guys that are interested in online nutrition coaching that I do, personal coaching program, that I've done a podcast on in the past and that I've had worked with several uh, people recently on. I can handle a couple more spots right now if you're interested, but I want to make sure it's a fit. The way that we do that is we do a shared Google Doc. I can see exactly what you're recording in your diet on a daily basis. And then at the end of the week, we get on the phone and we talk about exactly what you need to do in order to change your diet to reach your goals. Most of the goals come in as fat loss or CrossFit performance or uh, triathlon performance. Uh, it could be pretty much uh, anything that you want or that you think that you need, but I would definitely recommend shooting me an email and we can talk about what the best fits are for you and if I think the program would be right for you. You can get all that information all around you.com to see exactly what it looks like when you're working with me on the online coaching. And that's all that I have for you today. So like I said, hit me up if you have any questions, but I'll see you on the next podcast. The All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. See you on the next podcast. Still there? So you did it. You made it to the very end, and I told you I was going to share with you a recipe that I've been eating all the time lately for lunch. 
This recipe is called Robin's Slaw with pulled pork. So this is absolutely fantastic. It's a good friend of ours recipe that we recently tried and has been awesome. The recipe is actually like a spicy coleslaw that we put down and then top with pulled pork. You can even make it into tacos. That's how it was originally designed. But it's just a coleslaw recipe that is like some like nothing that uh, we've had before. Um, but it's awesome. So we call this Robin's Cabbage Slaw Recipe. What you need for it is half a cup best foods or half a cup mayonnaise. We go with the uh, olive oil Trader Joe's organic mayonnaise. Uh, thinly sliced Walla Walla onions. One tablespoon lemongrass paste. One tablespoon ginger paste. Chopped cilantro, one tablespoon sriracha, and you could even put in a little bit more if you like a little more spicy, we do sometimes. And uh, let's see, a quarter cup seasoned rice vinegar. Then you mix that all up, and you have an optional, you could put in some thinly sliced jalapenos if you think those would be great. But you really just mix all that up, and you can put it in the fridge, uh, it's best served cold. Then you take the pork, and we use a crock pot, put uh, four to five pound lean pork shoulder in the crock pot. It's really important to get it lean because otherwise there'll be all these fatty pieces in there, um, which I'm totally cool with eating the fat, but it's not as nice to eat the fat, rather big fat chunk rather than a nice piece of pulled pork. So take the pulled pork, put it in the crock pot. We just put a bunch of general uh, seasoning in there, salt, pepper. We even put some sriracha in there, um, some garlic and just put it in the uh, crock pot uh, on the uh, slow cooker. So you, once that's ready to go, then you just wake up in the morning, you put down a bed of coleslaw, or cabbage slaw if you will, and then put a few pieces of the pulled pork on top. You can take it with you for lunch. It is fantastic. I've been eating it one to two times a day um, for about the past two weeks. Very good stuff. Highly recommend that you check it out. I'll also put a link to the actual meal prep uh, on the show notes, allaroundjoe.com slash 47. So thanks for sticking around. That was the recipe.